Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 847 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today's guest is going to remain anonymous, but here's what I can tell you. 23-year-old male has type 1 diabetes, lives in a home with his father, a stepmother, and some step-siblings. Today we're going to be talking to a young man who is experiencing issues in his home life that he's just not sure how to handle. The idea was to come on the show, explain to me what was going on, in the hopes that the people that he loves can hear it and maybe understand his situation better. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you have type 1 diabetes or are the caregiver of someone with type 1, you can help diabetes research move forward right from your home by going to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox, joining the registry, completing the survey. This whole thing should take you fewer than 10 minutes and your responses to simple questions that are both anonymous and HIPAA compliant will help to move type 1 diabetes research forward. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Today's episode of the podcast is starting off the same way my day started off earlier today with a delicious scoop of AG1 from Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you use my link, athleticgreens.com forward slash juicebox. Today's podcast is also sponsored by the Dexcom. Oh, it's so close to being out. I want to say the Dexcom G7, but I, uh, today, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. But in just a couple of days, I think probably by next week, you're going to hear me say this episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Dexcom G7. That's how close we are to G7, people. You may have just seen a commercial during the big game. I don't think you're allowed to call it the super thing, uh, but uh, there was a Dexcom ad during the, the Eagles Chiefs game. With, uh, what's that boy's name? Nick Jonas? You may have heard of him. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Find out more. Get started. Let's go. Appreciate you coming today, listening to the show. This one's a little, starting a little differently because I'm talking with a young man today who we're going to keep anonymous. And uh, so, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, I'll be okay not using your name. You can use mine, of course. Um, we, okay. We're aware of each other because I saw you online talking about a problem you were having. And uh, we're going to yes. kind of go over that and just chat through it, and uh, we'll see what we can come up with. But first, let me okay. ask you, um, how old were you when you were diagnosed? Uh, I was around 9 or 10 years old. 9 or 10, and you're 23 yep. now. Yep. Okay. Correct. All right. So you let's talk about that for a minute. Do you remember being diagnosed? Uh, a little bit. All I remember is I went to my pediatrician because my mom saw that I wasn't feeling well. Mm -hmm. And she thought for some reason, she thought I had type one diabetes, but she wasn't exactly sure. Wow. So I went to get tested at my pediatrician. And sure enough, I 
got diagnosed with type one. Wow, look at her. So, wow, do you did she ever tell you how she figured it out? I uh, I think she saw like some signs in me that she knew were like type one diabetes signs, and my her father, my grandpa, was a doctor, so she was like around like ah. stuff like that before. So that's how she knew. I got you. And is there any other type one in your family? No, my grandpa though was type two, but that's totally different. Yeah, so. right. How about other autoimmune diseases? Do you have any? Uh, just diabetes. So no celiac, no vitiligo, mm-hmm. not uh, something wrong with your thyroid. Have you ever heard of other people in your family talk about having those issues? Uh, my grandma on my dad's side has um, arthritis. Okay. And some other like skin diseases that are autoimmune. Mm -hmm. So that's all I know. Gotcha. Okay. So what was it like growing up with diabetes? Uh, It was challenging. In school, people like made fun of me. And um, I forgot how they made fun of me. But like basically they said I didn't need to go to the nurse when I needed to with, with low blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So that's that was the main problem that I had. Did that happen often? Did you end up at the nurse a lot? Uh yes, I did. Okay. For lows usually? Yeah. Yep. So, do you remember what it felt like to be low, like physically back then? Uh yes. I felt shaky, sweaty, and um wasn't like totally there with like memory. So yeah, and so, I was like a little bit like confused what was going on. Right, out of it, and so while you're young yeah. and out of it and shaky and sweaty, um, you've got kids your own age being like, "You don't need to go to the nurse," like giving you. Sh- yep. Yep, like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, did you have to? I mean, I'm assuming you fought through that, but my question is: Is did they used to send a buddy with you to the nurse's office? No, they didn't. No. But in high school, they did. Oh, so when you were little and you couldn't take care of yourself, it was okay for you to wander around the school, uh, dizzy yep. and everything, but they pulled that together. Okay. Um, yep. What, can I ask you, the people that, even back then when you were young, the people that were giving you crap, were, did you consider them friends? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, so these were outsiders to your life, and they were coming at yeah. you because they had they perceived you as having a weakness, something they could make fun of. Yep. Did correct. You, did you have friends at that point? Uh yes, I did. Okay. Were they able to be supportive of you or were they kind of scared by the the lunatic fringe? Uh a little bit of both. Sometimes they like stood stood up for me and sometimes they were a little bit afraid. Yeah. So can you recall how you felt during that? I mean, even in the aftermath of it, like I mean, as you're walking back to class and you're not dizzy anymore. Is there kind of like, I can't believe I got to go back there with these people? Or how did you feel? Yeah, I was a little bit nervous to go back there because I thought they were going to make fun of me again. But when I got back there, they were busy doing other stuff because it was during like PE. Mm -hmm. So they were busy doing like other like things in PE. Oh, you were getting low a lot while you were exercising. Yes. Did your family ever see that as a correctable thing? I guess we should ask first, what was your um, way of managing back then? Were you injecting? Did you have a pump? 
Uh, I was injecting, and I still am injecting, mm-hmm. but in about hopefully a month, I will be on a pump in oh, a month. Good for you. Which one are you getting? Uh, the Tandem. Excellent. Are you gonna? Do you have a CGM by any chance? Yes, I do. I have the Dexcom G6. Oh, are you going to use Control IQ? Yes. Oh, yep. I hope you. I hope you like that. I hope it helps you. Are you? Do you still struggle with lows now as an adult? Oh yes, definitely. I a couple months ago. I had a situation where I needed help from the paramedics. So that was pretty scary. Yeah, no kidding. So this problem you had as a child, it persisted right through high school. So your, your entire schooling time was, was burdened by this, this problem. Yes. Do you think that it significantly changed the experience you had at school? A little bit, I believe. Yeah. Can you imagine a world where if you didn't have diabetes, how it might have been for you? Uh, Sometimes I do, yeah, but sometimes I don't. What does it look like when you think about what it would be like if you didn't have it? Uh, So I, when I think about that, I sometimes think like I would be like able to eat like everything else that people my age eat mm-hmm. and not need to take my insulin for it. Right. And just be like, just be like living a normal life without diabetes. Yeah. So. Do you take, um, back then, were you taking crap from people about other stuff or did they stay fair? I mean, kids pick on each other. And so I'm wondering, like, did you just get the diabetes picking on or did they stay with you for other things? Uh, they picked on me for other things too, like my weight and my learning disabilities, because I have learning disabilities, so they made fun of that, too. What issues are you uh, working with with the disabilities? Uh, so with my learning disabilities, I'm a little bit slower at learning, like, new type of things. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? Um, whenever, like, let's say I start a new job and they teach me, like, what to do. I might need to ask like for extra help with knowing what to do. Okay. So that's what my learning disability is. Gotcha. When you got out of high school, uh, I'm, I'm just assuming you graduated. Yes, yeah. I did. When you got out of high school, then what did you start doing? Uh, so after high school, I did college for a year and I found out that wasn't for me. So I looked for a full-time job. Mm-hmm. as a grounds maintenance worker and i did that for a year and now i'm like jumping jobs left and right to try to find to see what i want to do in life you didn't like the first job so you're looking around trying to find other stuff something that works well for you yeah and the first job i would have liked it but i got made fun of there too with my diabetes so that's why I didn't stick at that job. Seriously. Tell me about that, would you? And I'm sorry we're going to bring up painful things, but can you tell me how being around other adults was no different than being around nine-year-olds, for God's sakes? So, at work with adults, they all the adults that I worked with had type 2 diabetes. Okay. And they thought my diabetes was like theirs, where I needed to cut out sugar and carbs and all that. And basically, they were saying that I didn't need to have any low blood sugar breaks. So they wanted me to keep on working through my low blood sugar. 
And I was like, that's not how I'm supposed to take care of my diabetes. I can actually die by doing that. Yeah. So it seemed like they were like more dumb than than my friends back in middle school. <laughs> you found adults. So, you found adults that understood less than nine and ten year old kids. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. Must have been absolutely soul crushing. How long did you work there? Uh, I worked there for about a year and a half. No oh, hell, you took it every day from those guys. Yep, I oh, did. I'm sorry. It's terrible. Yes. Um, and so now you're looking for work that. I mean, are you looking, did you, uh, let me ask this, if it wasn't for those guys and their inability to understand your situation, would you have enjoyed the job? Yes, definitely. It was something you wanted to do. Yes. Uh, So now you're jumping jobs more to get away from them. Like, so when you say you're looking for something you want to do, you more mean that you are looking for a place where people accept you. Yes, correct. I see. All right. So if I had, I had a job interview at a couple days ago and I told the hiring manager that I had diabetes type 1 diabetes and I said that if I have low blood sugar I would need to take like a break to fix that mm-hmm. and the guy was like well you can't have breaks on the job so if you're working you can't get a break to help your disease basically saying that so it just annoys me when people are not educated yeah, and no, it's, t- it's tough, and, and it's, well, I'm going to tell you something that I, I've heard a lot of adults with type 1 say, which is, as much as it's nice for you to want to inform them as you're getting the job, you're not legally obliged to tell them you have type 1 diabetes during the interview. Huh. So, okay, yeah, um, maybe... Uh, What's that? What's that old saying? It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Have you ever heard that one? Yes, I have. Yeah. Once you're hired, you go, oh, by the way, I have type one diabetes. And if my blood sugar gets low, I might have to stop to take care of that. Yeah. And then they're, they're a little, then they, uh, they have, well, then they can't just not hire you and then say it was for some other reason. Cause he's going to not hire you and then say it was for like, you're not qualified enough or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Or do you have a job right now? I uh, no, I did. I was working at Target, and that was a seasonal job. So unfortunately, they had to let me go. So did you think you were doing? Right well? now, I'm not working. Did you think you were doing well at Target? Yes, definitely. But I did get some low blood sugars while working. So mm. okay. Um, I don't want to know where you live, like. Exactly. Like, don't tell me the town you live in or anything like that. But like, what region of the country are you in? Are you in the northeast, the southeast, the southwest, the northwest, like central part of the country? About where are you at? Oh, shit. I'm not exactly sure. But all I can say is that I'm I live near. Okay. All right. Near. Let's call that yeah. the upper Midwest. Is that what we would call that? Okay. I don't know. Honestly. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think okay. so. All right. Okay. And, um, and you're looking for work. So if anyone yeah. hears this and is interested in hiring you, I hope they contact me. I'll put them in touch with you. Uh, Thank you. We Thank know, you. Would you be interested in doing something from home or do you like going somewhere? Uh, I like going somewhere. I like being physically active at work. Okay. All right. Uh, now, none of this is, I mean, this is your story, but none of this is really why you're here today. 
So yeah. can you tell everyone how you find yourself on the podcast? So I found myself on the podcast because I was having issues with family members in my step family. And it really got to me where I needed some help. So I um, posted something on the Facebook group page yeah. of um, Juice, Box, Juice Box Podcast. And that's how I came on the show. Yeah. Do you listen to the podcast? Yes, I do. How did you find it? Uh, I found it through Instagram. I have this diabetes page on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, you came up as a suggestion for me. Well, thank to you. Be friends with. Nice. Thank you, Instagram. So, See, the algorithm is yes. working a little bit. Um, and then yeah. you, from there, you found the Facebook group, and and then you asked your question. Yep. Did you exactly. Fi- did you find the people helpful? Yes, very. Good. Can you remember the question you asked initially? Uh, I forgot, to be honest. Uh, But I think it was something like, I'm having issues with my step family, with my diabetes, something like that. So Yeah. And and so, can you hear that? Yes, I can. Oh, my God. A rocket ship just went by my house. What was that? Uh, (laughs) Jeez. I don't usually hear things over the microphone from outside. Uh, Anyway. Okay. So I became aware of the post. And what I saw, excuse me, what I saw was a young man who said, look, you know, inside of my family structure, people don't seem to understand my diabetes. And because of that, things are happening that you're you're finding that you're having a hard time dealing with. So can let's first kind of like break out what your family structure is. So, you know, you mentioned your mom and dad earlier, but you're not living with both of them at this point, right? Yes, correct. So is it your is it your maternal father or your maternal mother that you live with? My father that I live with. Okay. And now he's remarried. Yes, correct. Okay. So you have a stepmom. Yep. Okay. Are there any brothers or sisters from your father, like that that were from your original mom and dad? Do you have any brothers or sisters living with you? Uh, no, but I do have a brother that lives um, at my. Oh, I'm sorry, you broke up. He lives where? Damn, we were doing so good. Hey, hey, sorry, you broke up. You have a brother that lives where? At my dad's old house. Okay, so your brother lives with your mom? Uh, no, lives by himself with his girlfriend at my dad's old house. Oh, okay. So, And he's a blood yeah. brother. He's your blood brother. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you have any stepbrothers yeah. or sisters? Uh, yes, I have stepbrothers. I have three stepbrothers and one stepsister. Wow, okay. And uh, so three brothers and one sister... Do you guys live together? Are they all in the house? Is there where are some of them? So the two younger stepbrothers, they go to school at like academies. So they're some of them are not here during the weekend. Some of them are. Mm -hmm. And the one that is, I get along with him pretty well. The one that comes here on the weekends, but the one that goes away, like in, he's the one that I'm having issues with. Okay. So, 
so what what and how about the stepsister is she pretty cool yeah she's pretty cool all right excellent the so you have three stepbrothers but only one of them is is i guess saying or doing things that are making making your life uncomfortable so you know yes. i don't want to make it an attack on that person i just want to i want to understand the scenario so what ha well first of all how old are they so he's 18 now. Okay. So and what he's happens? like a senior in high school. Yeah. What happens that, that causes you concern? So when we go out for dinner, I obviously have to check my blood sugar and take my shots before I eat. Mm -hmm. And whenever he sees me taking out my stuff and doing what I'm supposed to be doing, he's like, you do you really have to do that in front of me. That's disgusting. It's stupid that you have diabetes. Hmm. How long have and you then give me a second. How long ahead. how long have you been a family with the with your step siblings and mom? How long has that been happening? Uh for about three to four years. Three to four years. So he's been around you since he's yeah. fourteen or fifteen. Yep. Okay. But and and has this discussion about your diabetes been consistent through those four years, or is it something that just started recently? Uh, it probably started two years ago because that's when I first moved in with with all of them. Gotcha. So it started probably two years ago. And it was um, pretty immediate, the kind of like like attacking about the diabetes? Yep. Okay. Do you have any ideas why he says those things? From what he says, it's because he's jealous of me, but I don't know what he's jealous about. So that's what he says. So you, so you've confronted him about this and had conversations. Yes, a little bit, but I do have to say I probably handle it the wrong way because I do get angry. Mm -hmm. So I probably don't handle it the correct way, a hundred percent. Tell me what happened. Tell me how you handled it. So whenever he does like this like makes fun of me with my diabetes i get angry and sometimes how do i say this i sometimes like want to punch him mm -hmm. but i don't right, right and when i do i do it like gently like stop it like slap him instead of hitting him yeah so that's my reaction and when you guys finally had a conversation about it where he said he's like jealous did he use those words i'm jealous of you or is it just what he said that made you feel that way that's what he the, those are the words that he said so do you think it's about attention do you get more attention from your father yes probably yeah uh, does your stepmom help you with your diabetes as well no she doesn't here's another question is your father his father no Okay. But another question that's probably important is my stepbrother's father. He doesn't really have a close relationship with his father because his parents got divorced when he was younger. All right. Now we're getting. So, and you and your dad are close? Yes. I see. So you think the jealousy is not about attention about diabetes, but because he misses his dad? Yes. Oh. Correct. Well, that's sad. For, you know, for yeah. him, for him, is it yeah. hard for you to? I mean, do you understand why he's upset? Yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah, yeah, but 
during like the time when he's making fun of me, I don't. You don't but care about after it this, Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, that makes sense. Not to, not very concerned with his reasons while it's it's hitting you. Can you tell me how his words make you feel? I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a green drink that didn't taste like um, the other green drinks that I had tried so far. The other ones tasted uh, like garbage. This one is delightful. Athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. That's how I found AG1. How they found me, that's a different story. I got uh, an email one day. It was like they knocked on my door. They're like, hello, Scott. And I was like, hello, Athletic Greens. And they said, uh, we'd like to buy some ads on the juice box podcast. Have you ever tried Athletic Greens? I was like, have I ever tried it? I just had some uh, two hours ago. And it was a match made in heaven. Athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. You can get a free year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs, all with your first purchase through my link. Why would you might want to do that? Well, let's talk about it. I'm going to start with this. Athletic Greens is easy to use. I fill some water up in the little jug that they sent me, put in a scoop, shake it up. It blends together very easily, drinks very smooth, not gritty, tastes good, and it has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. This helps to start my day off, and it can help you as well. So if you're looking for a special blend of ingredients that can support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things, you're looking for AG1 from Athletic Greens. AG1 is lifestyle friendly, so it doesn't matter if you're keto, paleo, vegan, or whatever. It's even gluten-free and dairy-free. Covers the bases, you know what I mean? No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. AG1's even been known to support better sleep quality and recovery. So why don't you give it a try? Athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. One small micro habit with big benefits. Check out my link in the show notes of this podcast player that you're listening in right now, or there are also links at juiceboxpodcast.com. Of course, you can just type in athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box if you can remember it. What is next? Dexcom, baby. My daughter's been wearing a Dexcom forever and ever. Right now, she's wearing the Dexcom G6. It's fantastic. But I've already talked to her endocrinologist, and we've sent the orders off to the place where we get our supplies, actually from US Med, and uh, got what they call a in-hand prescription. Got it all set over there. I am set and ready for the G7 to come out. Next time there is something to ship to Arden, she's getting the G7. Super excited. For now, you can't go wrong. Dexcom is, I mean, to me, they're the the pinnacle. CGM does what it's supposed to do. And I'll tell you what it did for my daughter last night. It helped her in a tough moment while she was sleeping. Away at college, low blood sugar, my phone beeped. I was able to call to make sure she was okay. Four o'clock in the morning, we talked for 30 seconds, made sure we were all on the same page, got going again. That's amazing. You can do that too. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. If you're waiting for the G7, I mean, it's all but here. So head over to the link now and click get started. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. You don't want the G7? You gotta stay with the G6? I hear you, baby. It works great. We have enjoyed it and what it's brought to my daughter's life for years. Dexcom is at the core of how we make decisions about carbohydrates and insulin And if you are a person using insulin 
a person with any kind of diabetes, I swear to you, you will love this CGM. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. Support the show by supporting the sponsors. Uh, it makes me feel sad and bad about myself. And sometimes I cry afterwards whenever he says something mean to me. And um, sometimes I just like take a moment to relax and say that I'm actually a tough person, even though he says I'm not, because I take on all these responsibilities for my diabetes that I wouldn't have before yeah before i got diabetes so i i agree with you um i think you're i definitely think you're tough and you're taking care of a lot when you cry does he see oh you're very welcome when you cry does he see you cry uh no because i hide it in my room have you have you ever told him how upset it makes you without being angry yes i have yep does he seem concerned not at the moment, but after he make after he's done making fun of me, then he does. Then he is concerned. Does he apologize? So, not right away, but maybe like after three days, he does. Does someone make him apologize, or do you think he comes to it on his own? Sometimes somebody has to tell him to apologize, and sometimes he does it on his own. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, you made me cry a second ago. I didn't expect that today when I was jumping on the call with you. Uh, I'm, I, I was, I was sad for you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was imagining you working so hard to take care of yourself, and and this, you know, years and years of people giving you about having diabetes, something that you can't help, and um, it just made me sad. So, does it? Thank it, you. it oh no, you're you're very welcome. My um. I, I hope what we're doing here helps, right? Because um, yes. I don't know if we, we haven't shared the goal, I guess, with the people listening, but you wanted to come on and talk about all this so that you could share this recording with them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and see if they couldn't um, maybe try to understand uh, a little yep. better. When um, you said you're taking care of your diabetes completely by yourself. Yes. Yep. How, how do you do with that? Uh, sometimes I do good. Sometimes I exact, sometimes I don't. So it depends on what type of day it is. Um, so, so you're still getting low a lot though. Yes, definitely. Okay. Why do you think that happens? Uh, to be honest, I have no idea, but what I do see sometimes I'm not sure this is a hundred percent truth, but I do exercise before dinner. Mm-hmm. And then after I'm done exercising, I go back home, make my dinner, take my shot. So I'm probably already falling. My blood sugar is starting to drop before I eat dinner because of the workout. Yeah. So, but some days I come back home, do the same exact thing that I do the day before, and I'm perfectly fine the rest of the night. Do you know what sometimes I go low? Yeah. Do you know what your A1C is? Uh, before we came on here, I had an appointment a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. 
and it was 6.5, but that's because of my lows that I've been having. You're having too many lows. When you sleep yeah. overnight, does your blood sugar stay stable? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Okay. And when it doesn't, it's staying stable, but going down steadily. Yeah, that, okay. Hey, so, hey can you tell me how tall you are? Yes, I'm 5'8". Five 5'8". Eight. Five eight. What, would you share your weight? Uh, my weight is 213 okay. currently. And what's your basal rate? Do you have one consistent, like how much do you, you shoot, you're shooting your insulin. So how much do you shoot yes. uh, basal? So I have. I'm on all different types of basal rates right now, and I believe breakfast is one to six, and um, dinner and lunch is one to five. Okay, so those are your insulin to carb ratios, but your basal, the yes. the one you shoot just one time a day, oh. how much is that? Uh, sh- forgot. Um, no problem. So that's Salantis you're talking about, right? Lantus, yeah. Do you do that in the morning or the evening? Okay. I do that in the evening before I go to bed around 9 o'clock. Okay. That's, um, I take 42 units of Lantus. 42 units of Lantus. Do you ever forget to bolus for your meals? Uh, no, I don't. You're good about that. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, at the end of this, we'll talk a little bit about that and see if we can figure out maybe if one of your settings is off or or what what kind of food do you eat generally most days so generally i try to eat a little bit like healthier and um like i have lean cuisine sometimes for dinner Mm -hmm. and then for um lunch i have like a turkey sandwich with wheat bread and a little bit of mustard oh okay eat a lot of chips or drinking drinks that have sugar in them no. Nope. Good for you. Um, okay. Well, uh, what was I just going to say? Do you, you sound, do you take any other drugs, uh, like for insulin resistance or do they, I mean, anything at all? Have you ever had your thyroid? No. Have you ever had your thyroid tested? No, never. No. Do you find yourself tired ever? Uh, when I get low, I do. And when I get high, but that's about it. Right. But during the course of a day, you don't like, you don't feel like, yo, I've never, like, you've never rested. You don't feel unrested. No. Okay. Nope. All right. Um, hmm. So when you go to, when you have an issue with your, your stepbrother, do you go to your Mm -hmm. father or do you go to your stepmom or do you go to both of them? I go to both of them. And and what's that conversation like? So with my dad, I'm like, is, oh, is that his name? Don't worry, I'll, I'll bleep it out. You don't worry about that. Okay. I'm like, he's making fun of me again, and it's getting annoying. Can you please tell him to stop? Mm-hmm. So then if he's not home, he would call him and talk to him about the situation and tell him to stop. And if it's at home, if he's at home, like back home from school, my dad sits down with both of both of us, and we explain my about my diabetes to him. Yeah, and my dad tells him to stop. So, and then he, 
does he seem like to you, does he seem like, like he appreciates that? Or do you think he's just sitting there because he's being yelled at and he kind of takes it and, and agrees and goes away? Uh, I think he just sits there because he's getting yelled at. And then after it, he just walks away and does the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, do you think your dad talks to your stepmom about it ever? Uh, I think so because recently when I was having that problem that I had with the paramedics Mm -hmm. a couple months ago, my dad and I and my stepmom all sat down and my dad did tell my stepmom that he really wants her to learn about my diabetes and what I have to do and all that. Yeah. So I think they do now talk about it, to be honest. I think that's great. Do you think it's possible that, I mean, so many people don't understand it. Listen, in general, it's difficult to understand diabetes if you don't have it. And I don't mean, I don't mean it's difficult to understand. I mean, it's difficult to understand the impact it has on a person. Do you think, do you think she's starting to, to figure that out? I think so a little bit, but there's there's some work. So sure, no, it would definitely take time. Does she seem interested in understanding it? Uh, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Because she's busy, or because she doesn't care. What do you think? Uh, sometimes I think it's a little bit of both. Sometimes I think she doesn't care, and sometimes it's because she's busy. Okay. If she was here and we asked her that, would you expect her to give you an honest answer about why? Like no, she, I wouldn't. No. You think she would kind of protect herself in that situation? Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, what would you hope she would do? Uh, I What I would hope that she would do is try to understand my diabetes more than she has. And if I ever need help with anything, like, for instance, low blood sugar, then to help me when I ask her for help. Yeah. Um, how often do you get low? Is it daily? Uh, sometimes it is daily. Sometimes it isn't. So let's say I have three lows every three nights. And then after the three nights, I'm perfectly fine. And then it starts up again. Hmm. So it depends on what type of day it is. Okay. Recently, I did an episode about figuring out your basal insulin. And I'm going to just, I'm going to, I mean, it's going to be kind of boring to listen to, but I want to do it for a second. So uh, your total, your total daily insulin, um, we need to, I'd like to understand. So let's see, do you, we have the 42 units of Lantus, but then you're also injecting fast acting insulin at meal times. Do you, do you use fast acting insulin any other times or just at meals? Just at meals and to correct for highs. And if I want a snack, so meals, food corrections, do you have any idea how much insulin you use every day? Like how much, uh, uh, like how much is a meal bolus usually when you inject for breakfast, let's say. So say that again. Sorry. Breakfast. How much do you, is there an average amount you use at breakfast? Uh, probably between like four units and 10 units. 
So it depends on what you eat. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Total daily insulin for honeymoon starts to basically weight in pounds divided by four. So let's do that. Let's do your weight in pounds divided by four. So your total daily. I wonder if. How did your how did your um how did your Lantus get to forty two units? I got to forty two units because I got I was taking more than that about a two months ago, uh-huh. and back then I was taking forty five, I believe. You're always getting low, right? Yes. All right, forty two units divided by twenty four. It's 1.75 an hour if you're on a pump. Um, it's not crazy. Do you get high after every meal? Uh, I do, but not totally high. But the highest that I go is like 250, and then I drop back down. So you are putting in your insulin for your meal. Your blood sugar jumps up. And then it comes back down and gets low. Yes, correct. Do you pre-bolus your meals? Or do you, like, when do you inject your insulin at a meal? Like, right as you're eating, after you eat, before you eat? I do it before I eat, 15 minutes before. You are? Sometimes 10 minutes before. All right, so you're you're pre-bolusing, but then you're jumping up and then getting low. What is your blood sugar during, like, try to imagine your last meal. What was your blood sugar before you ate? So my last meal, my blood sugar was 142. Mm-hmm. And um, how much insulin did I take? I took 12 and a half. What'd you eat? I ate an English muffin and a um, granola bar. The English muffin have butter on it? Uh, a little bit of butter, yeah. A little bit of butter and the granola bar. So what was the granola yeah. bar? About like 25 carbs? Uh, 23. 23, and the muffin and was the, 21? 20, 24. 24. 47 carbs, and it was 12 units? Yep. And that was your 1 to 6. Let's see. Um, 47. I have an app that tells me what my um, basal weights and all that are. Do you want me to open that up? Yeah, in a second. But here's the thing. 47, okay. 47, 47 carbs divided by your insulin to carb ratio, which is 1 to 6 or 1 to 5. So if you do 47 divided by, let's do 5 because it's the smallest one, you'd get 9 units, 9.4, but you did 12. Why did you do 12? Because I probably lied to you about my... Um what is it? Ratio. It might be a little bit different than what I said. Could it be one so, to three or one to four? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Unless if I go to the app and Tell see me, what it know, is. Go to the app and and Jake, okay. I'm I'm trying to help you, and I'm also trying to make sure that the people listening understand what a what it's like for you to try to eat. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Tell me what you find. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, I did lie to you big time. So my ratio for breakfast is one to seven. That's not that bad. That's I mean, that would make, see, that would make less insulin, not more. Because if you were, did you think you, did you get the carb count right at 47? I, I did 48. That's what I came up. With. That's, that's fine. So, but if you have 48 carbs, are you sure you shot 12 units for it? Yeah. Did you get low afterwards? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Sorry. No, take a look. Oh my God. I was looking at something totally different. That's oh okay. my God. Okay. Don't worry. Seven and a half. Sorry. Seven and a half. Ah, Okay. Okay, so that's that makes more sense to me. Okay, great. Um, yeah. But then you put it in. You're around 140. Your blood sugar shot up to where? To let's see. Hold on. It did shut up to 212. Okay. And now it's 125. You think you're going to get any lower, or do you think it's going to stay about there? Uh, looks like it is getting low lower every. Like five minutes, it gets lower. So I'm thinking it's going to get down to like 75, and then I'm going to have to take something for it to stay stable. Okay. So, so maybe just a couple more minutes of pre-bolus might have okay. got might have gotten ahead of the spike. And I don't care. I mean, I don't mind how much insulin you used. That that you know for your ratios, I think that I think what you chose was really good. Um, it's tough a little bit because the um, the granola bar with the bread is a little like carb carby, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. but still, I mean, two twelve and then one twenty. How long ago was it that you shot that insulin? Uh, let's see. That was at nine oh two a.m. time. Nine oh two. Your time, 10, 11, 12. That's four hours ago. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry, my earphones just died. Don't worry. This actually sounds better. Stay with this. Okay. <laughs> um, that was like four hours ago. And and you yeah. think you might get low still or no? Because I, I wish. Uh, I think so, but. Right now, it looks like it seems to be doing better than yesterday. I was low by now yesterday. Okay. So, What do you do if you get low? How do you handle it? So I have like a sugar tablet. I have four of them because I do the 15-15 thing. So 15 grams and wait 15 minutes. Right. And um, usually it's diabetic tablets or sugar tablets. And sometimes it's... um, gummies because now they have like this thing that are like gummy bears a little bit yeah for low blood sugar so i do that how often do you have to correct blood sugars during the day with gummies or sugar uh probably two to three times a day you know if if you could get a little help and and stop those lows you you might have an easier time with your weight too Really? Yeah, because you're take think about those lows. You're using them as as medicine to stop you from getting low, but it's sugar, it's calories yeah. and and it's sugar. So, you I bet you you're huh. taking in I bet you're taking in 500 calories a day more than you want to be. And that True. and because you're yeah, and so that would be a big deal. So, you're going to get the control IQ 
And then a lot of this is going to be about getting that set up well. And you're going to need help with that. Like, you know, endocrinologist, your father, who sounds like he understands your diabetes really well. Um, You guys get that, get those settings good on control IQ and work on eliminating your lows first. And and then if you can, if you can do that, you're going to be taking in fewer carbohydrates, fewer, you know, corrections and uh, food corrections. And then you might notice a little weight loss after that as well. Okay. Yeah. So that would be good. Cause I mean, you're working out. It sounds like you work out kind of hard. Do you go to a gym or what do you? Yes. Yes. I go to a health club. So they have like a pool um, a section where you can lift weights, um, ellipticals, treadmills, group classes. So nice. Everything that you can think of. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, man, I think things are going to get better for you right there, but you know, also we have to caution that the people around you who don't understand diabetes don't think, well, now you have the magic pump and everything's going to be fine because it's just not that easy. Right. Correct. Yeah. I I mean, if, if I got into the position where I had to defend you, if, if I was, you know, if I was around somebody making fun of you, or if I was around somebody who didn't understand your situation, I would tell them this, I would tell them that managing insulin is incredibly difficult that it takes yes. it takes a lot of practice and it takes understanding settings and how the insulin works and how different foods impact your blood sugars and you have to be aware of the fact that you might get low or high and that exercise could bring you down or that when you're sleeping you could become unstable it's also scary have you ever actually had a seizure i i think i did to be honest when i had the paramedics yeah because um from what the person that found me on the floor, I don't know how long I was there for, but I was on the floor collapsed in my stepbrother's room. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember going there yeah. to my stepbrother's room, but that's where I was found. And I woke up and there were paramedics around me and I was like confused. And they said that I was on the floor. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go out. Was on a, moving. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you had a seizure from a low blood sugar. And that's, yes. that's frightening, right? Yes. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit after it was over? Did you feel sick for a couple of days? Uh, after it was over, I actually felt pretty good. I mean, I did have like a little bit of energy left to like want to go and do stuff, mm-hmm. but not like a hundred percent. Any so. headache afterwards? Uh, I think a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. It, I think it was just mostly like a migraine from the brightness of the sun. Yeah. It was sunny that day. What and about, I was confused. Yeah, right. And and what about um, moving forward that evening or the next day? Did you have any trouble making like decisions about insulin because you were worried, or what kind of effect did no. it have? No, you were you kept moving. Yep, I kept moving. Good for you. Okay. Now, when this happens inside, like I, I don't mean how people around you react. I don't want you to guess how people feel. I want you to t- tell me how you feel. Do you feel like you're a problem for your family? Uh, with my step family, yes. But with my other family, like my dad's family and my mom's family, no. Okay. Um, can you like put into words how that makes you feel? Uh, it makes me feel upset. Um, makes me feel like I'm not loved and it makes, sometimes it makes me feel that 
my dad doesn't have my back when it's with something to do with my step family. But okay. I do know that he does have my back, but sometimes yeah. it makes me feel like he doesn't. I understand. No, I understand. That was, that was very clear. Thank you. Uh, you said earlier that you have uh, a learning disability. Do you know what it is? Uh, no, I don't, but it does have to do with like reading and writing and um, doing like math problems because I'm really bad at doing math. So, yeah. Do you need help with other things in, in your day-to-day life or do you manage everything else pretty well on your own? Uh, sometimes I need like reminders, like if something is due, like the, like let's say something is due tomorrow and I'm behind it, I do need reminders to finish it up. So sometimes I need help with that, with reminders. Gotcha. Do you have um, a lot of adult, do you have adult friends, like guys your age you hang out with? Yes, I do. I actually have this one good friend, and we've been friends since pre-K, and um, I really enjoy hanging out with him. Nice. That's excellent. Uh, Are you interested in girls or guys, or what are you doing there? Uh, I'm interested in girls, but unfortunately, I'm too shy. So, unfortunately, I'm not dating right now. Okay. Do you have um, social situations you can get into where you can meet people? Uh, no, I don't. But I'm trying to get like a, to be a part of like a JDRF like type of group. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I haven't had any success with that because nobody has reached out to me. So. Have you reached out I'm to them and not that. heard from them? Yes, correct. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, I I want to say first that I really appreciate you sharing this with everybody and with me. Yes. And um, I want to give you the option that if you'd like, I can keep this private and just give the recording to you. And you can okay. you could take the MP3 and play it for somebody. And okay. instead of it, going on the podcast and if you wanted to go on the podcast and if your family's comfortable with it afterwards you could let me know okay and then we can make it an episode um sounds good and i want to tell you that i don't think you're nearly the only person who is in a situation like this or feels this way i don't think that your your stepmom or your brothers or sisters i don't think that they're in a it's we can look at it the other way, right? It, it's also crazy from their side to, you know, yes. you know, your mom gets remarried to a guy and the guy's son has this and you don't know anything about it. And I'm sure, True. I'm sure they're all going through very difficult changes as well, you know? Yeah. And um, I can tell you're a very sensitive person and, yes. and I mean that in a good way. And, um, and I understand why like these kind of collisions that you're having with people could be so impactful and, and hard for you. Uh, it's yeah. not, it's, it wouldn't be easy for anyone. And I think it's obvious you have um, a lot on your plate. So yes. yeah, it's uh, definitely not, not good, but I think it yeah. could be, I really do think it could be, I mean, just maybe, maybe hearing how you feel, and hearing your story, but anonymously, I mean, I know they're going to hear your voice and they're going to, like, you, the people in your house know this is you. Yeah. But if we were to put this online right now, 
no one else would know it's you. Like they, they would just hear parts of your story and either feel compassionate about it or feel close to it. Like maybe they're having similar problems. And I bet you hearing your story would help a lot of people. And, and I'm, I'm really hopeful that one of those people that gets helped is you. Thank you. No, it's my, it's my pleasure to, to do this with you. And you were terrific on the show, by the way. Did such a good job. Thank you. Yeah, I was nervous because it's my first time doing something like this. No, so. no, you, you're fantastic. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. I don't know, obviously, enough about your situation to talk to you about your insulin. Um, but, it, you know, there's something going on, obviously, that's the balance is off somewhere. Either your basil's wrong or your carb ratio's wrong or you're eating stuff that's really difficult to bolus for, but the stuff you described is not, it's not, not terrible at all. Like you're not like, yeah. doing, like, are you not, are you eating a bunch of candy or potato no. chips or French I fries? I hardly even eat candy. And when I do, I correct for it. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just, I mean, you're doing, first of all, it should be said, I want to use your name. I'm stopping myself from using your name, but it should be said, you're doing a fantastic job. Thank like, you. Really, you're very welcome. Ver very, very good. Uh, but Thank we you. want we want to get those lows eliminated for you. Yes, I think it would make your life much better, and I think it would probably take away some of the concern because I, I'm gonna I'm not sticking up for anybody. But let me give you the other side of it. If I was your stepmom and I didn't know anything about diabetes, or I was your stepbrother and I didn't know anything about diabetes, and you had a seizure, or we had to call an ambulance, or you're always like you know low and shaky, and I'd be scared. And I would, True. it would remind me that I don't know what I'm doing and yeah. I wonder how I would react. Um, and, and it might be by distancing myself from it because maybe, yeah. maybe I'd feel like, oh, I don't want to make this worse or I don't know what to do. And this is scary. There's a lot going on there. And I know from yeah. your perspective, it just feels like isolation and, yep. and, but anyway, I'm wondering if the people listening in your family couldn't if they couldn't see how they feel and see if maybe they couldn't do something an education process or or something that would help them to not be scared in that situation and to be uh, to give them some confidence that they could help you um i i think maybe that would go a long way to alleviating the way you feel and alleviating the way they feel yeah you know true yeah and talking is really the only way. Do you think everybody yeah. be open to talking? I think so, yeah. But it would take some time, I'm guessing, because some of them aren't at home right now. Sure. So if they do, I would rather do it in person yeah. than on the phone. And some of them are in Florida for the winter. So it would probably have to be like until the summer to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good goal to have. You know, just to get everybody on the same page and and get uh, get them into a position where they feel confident and get you into a position where you feel secure. And I think if you could do those two things, I think everybody's situation would get better. Because as much as like as much as I'm, we're hearing your story, I bet you if I interviewed your stepbrother or your stepmom, they'd be like uh, th they'd have a story of their own that would be compelling. And you know their True. their perspective. And I'm not saying that they. I'm not saying that anybody should be treating you poorly, but I yeah. am, I am saying that I understand where it comes from if it happens. Yeah. You know? And so I think eliminating where it comes from would eliminate it happening. 
and would just make everybody's situation better. Yeah. Because you live at home, right? And you, I mean, you're, yep. you're, you're on your, I imagine your father's health insurance. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's something too. And by the way, too, if we could get this worked out at home and you could eliminate your lows, well, then you could maybe have some more success at work and find a job that you like and then eliminate having those terrible conversations with strangers and, and coworkers that don't understand diabetes. Like this could benefit your life in a number, a number of different ways, really. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, do you have any questions or anything you want to say that I didn't ask you about? Uh, no, I think that's it, but I did want to say this. I'm sure maybe other diabetics have the same issue with this, but my stepbrother, when he makes fun of me also says that, the devices that I wear on me looks dumb and it makes me look stupid. Yeah. So that's another issue with my stepbrother. Well, let me tell you, I don't think they make you look dumb and I don't think they make you look stupid. And my daughter who, um, I think by many accounts is pretty beautiful, wears a lot of that stuff. So I don't think it changes who you are. I don't think it has anything to do with who you are and they definitely don't make you look stupid there. What he doesn't understand is how much better your life is because of those things and how much yeah. more, um, how much better your health is and how much better your opportunities are to be healthy for a long time. Those devices are incredibly important to you and, yeah. and they should be treated, they should be treated with a lot of respect and a lot of, of not just generosity from other people, but, um, I'm losing my word, um, they should, he should be grateful that you have that stuff and, and, yeah. you, and you should never listen to anybody who speaks badly about you, your diabetes or the things you need to be healthy. Uh, you come first. You understand? Yes, I do. Always you first, your health first, you first, everybody else comes after that. Don't, don't yes. ever, don't ever give in to that pressure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You living a long, healthy life is what's important. I know. And you know what? I, I do have to say this too. I've I've say I've learned a lot over these past how many years has it been? I also went into DKA mm -hmm. in 2016 and after that I've tried really hard to like understand diabetes myself more and all that. Yeah. So I definitely see big improvements but there's still improvements to make Thanks for me obviously. Sure. Oh well, listen. Everyone around you, whether they're related to you by blood, related to you by marriage, or just know who you are, they should be on your team. They should be rooting for you. There's no reason to root True. against you, you know, and anybody who would, I, I would have a problem with. Yeah. And I understand why you feel the way you do. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I, ho I hope this helps you. I really do. We're going to stop the recording and I'm going to ask you again how you want to handle this and we'll figure out what to do with this recording. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on one second. I really do appreciate you coming on. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Well, obviously, first, I want to thank my guest for coming on the show and being so honest and open. We spoke after the recording was over a little longer, and uh, he was very insistent that I put the episode out. So thank him for that. And uh, let's also thank Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6 and Dexcom G7 continuous glucose monitoring systems. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. And of course, you can get that delicious AG1 
plus a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order at my link, athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box. Uh, don't forget also t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Take the survey. And I have one more thing to say before this episode's over. Give me one second to pull my thoughts together. I can't say enough how brave it was of this young man to come on the show and speak like this. And I think that he hopefully shone a light on a little bit about what it feels like inside to live with diabetes and what it feels like to feel alone and how much support can mean, you know, not just for your success, but for your happiness. I hope that, um, I hope a lot of people heard this today and, um, and took a, took a minute to think about his situation and, and, and the perspective of everybody in his family. It's a very interesting and delicate and intricate conversation that we had today. Again, a huge thanks to him and to all of you for listening. Um, please share this episode and the podcast with somebody who you think might also enjoy it. And I will be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast.